sons of the day. Sons of the day. Not mean this 24-hour cycle, nor does it mean uh, sons of the period of time in which we live, but uh, sons of like daylight, uh, sons of the day, sons of the light. And we are called those things, sons of. You know, as a matter of fact, when somebody um, had a child, they would be, say, for example, uh, Peter, Simon Bar-Jonah, son of Jonah or John. And so son of means one who has the, these inherent characteristics of that person that engendered them, that brought them forth. Uh, one is like that which brought him or her forth. And this is what we're talking about, sons of the day, meaning that believers live in a different sphere of life. You live in a totally different sphere of life than unbelievers. And so uh, th- th- that, that's, it's not the same. So don't ever say, well, we're the same. I'm the same as you. You mean you're the, you're the same as it were having two legs or whatever, but you're not the same anymore. So I want to say that in light of all that is going on in the world. We are not to ignore what is going on in the world. If we cannot see that these are difficult times in which we live, then we need more help. We need the help, as it were, that comes from God. And it is not up to us to always assess all of these things and assess them and put them in categories uh, according to man's thinking. Uh, according to natural man's thinking. We're not to do that, but I find that many believers do. Now, I tend to come back to these things, and I've tried desperately to get away from them. Maybe not desperately, but really, really try it. I I used to use desperately differently than I do now when I realized that desperate in Spanish is desesperado, you know, to be be desperate, desesperar, to to, uh, not have hope. But we have hope. But these are difficult times in which we live, and they, they are encroaching upon all of us, not some of us. And so I believe the Lord wants us to make a difference or differentiate between those who are sons of the day and those who are sons of the night. So you and I are not of the night. Let me read a few scriptures. First um, Thessalonians chapter 5, beginning in the very first verse. Paul is talking to the Thessalonians, um, I think it was in Thessalonica, where they said, these men who have turned the world upside down have come here also. And so you and I ought to be not turning the world upside down, but right side up. That should be our goal in life as believers. That should be our goal. I I want to be a difference maker. I remember, as, as my memory sometimes fade, uh, fades as, as to uh, the exact location, but not to, to the content. You know, I remember as a young boy, I told you a couple of weeks ago, uh, out in the tomato field with my cousin Dennis. I think he was eating the tomatoes I was watching, you know. Uh, and so uh, I said to him, as a little, little boys, I want to change the world. Now, where did the little boy get that from except God somehow whispered that? And so it is up to us wherever we are to change things, not in an artificial sense, not in a humanistic sense. I'd say that Christians always decry or talk down against humanism. I, you know, have you ever heard any con- conversation on humanism? You know, humanism is humanistic. And I'm thinking, wow, some of us practice what I call Christian humanism. 
Yeah, we, we practice it with, with a little biblical slant, but same thing, when I do not depend on God. Listen to what Paul says to those of us uh, who are sons of the day. Verse 1, but concerning the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. Now, those of us who study the Word of God uh, felt like, why didn't you tell us more, Paul? You know, you, you know, but he didn't. Look at verse 2. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. So Paul says the day of the Lord is going to come as a thief in the night. Theologians have debated these issues for a long, long time. So if I should come, I'm not considered, I don't consider myself a theologian, but I do study the Bible constantly, constantly, pray constantly, then fast so that I know more about the Lord. And even recently, as recently as last night, I said to the Lord, Lord, look, I need your help. I mean, I don't want to do without food. I want to fast and pray, but I need your help in, this, in diff, uh, making, understanding this with the Word of God. And so here, I may differ with some theologians that you have read, but I want to share this with you as clear uh, as I am able to. Paul says, you know, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. So it, it means what it says. It's the day of uh, the Lord is going to come upon people unexpectedly, people unexpectedly. But let's keep reading. For when they say peace and safety, then suddenly, sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. Now, he didn't say it will come upon us, but it comes upon them, and they, not us, shall not escape, but you. So then he changes the direction. He says, but you. Now, he was talking about them, those who live in a sphere other than the sphere of light and, and day that you and I live in. We live in a place in a realm where there is understanding of God, knowledge of God, but they do not. They have chosen to remain in darkness because their deeds are evil, the Scripture says. Verse 4 says, But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. And I believe that Paul is talking about the fact that Jesus could come at any time. Jesus could come before we finish. He could go, you know, I'm not going to give you the, the trumpet sound like I did last week. But we could hear the trumpet sound. I wish Phil were here. Uh, Dr. Phil, he could give us a good trumpet blast. You know, but, but when that happens, we're going to be immediately caught up. But we will not precede those uh, who are, have died in the Lord. And what Paul means is that those who have died in the Lord are not in the ground. Their, their remains are in the grounds. But Jesus is going to bring them spirit and soul form, bring them, and their bodies are going to come up totally resurrected, totally new, sin-free, without sin memory, to be caught up in the sky, in the air with the Lord. So he says that you are not in darkness so that this day should overtake you as a thief. And, and I, he says you are all sons of light. Whenever I stutter like that, I'm always wanting to go off on a little tributary, a little trail and I'm trying to rebuke myself. Don't go off on those. You only have a few minutes left. Pastor Ken didn't give. <laughs> but you are sons of light and sons of day. So this light is uh, uh, the light of God, the understanding of God, the knowledge of God. So you and I have this amazing uh, 
uh, illuminary called the light of God. It's the, 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 John tells us in John chapter 1, it is the life of God that is the light of God. So we don't just have a light, we have life that is light, life that is understanding, life that is knowledge. Well, this is big for me. I mean, really big for me. And I want it to be big for you because you are sons of the day. Now, we have said this for now 30 plus years that you are to define yourself according to the way God defines you. God will define you differently than the way you feel. And I, I, I've given you the example many times. We were young people in our 20s. We were really trying to live for God, but occasionally we had little stumbles here, you know, saying things or doing things. And, and uh, someone would come in with a prophetic gifting and say, stand up, young man, stand up, young woman. God says that he is pleased with you. We're thinking, is that somebody else here? Because certainly he's not. But yes, he is because he defines you. He defines you as a son of light, a son of understanding, a, a, a son of the knowledge of God, a daughter of, of understanding, a daughter of the knowledge of God, and a daughter of the day. So, so then it's not day. It's like with you, you have, as it were, a 24-hour cycle of light. So you are called a son or a daughter of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness, Paul says emphatically. We are not. Now, he is... He, is, he has juxtaposed, as we say, uh, those who are in darkness and those who are in light. He says, they don't know, but you do. So that means that some of us uh, may feign or, or, or fake or pretend a particular spiritual ignorance, or just maybe you're just careless and you don't seem to know the day in which we live. Now, we are not, as it were, looking for signs. We are, we are not those, well, I'm looking for this sign. I, I've studied prophecy so I will know something that nobody else knows and become famous, I guess. But that's not the purpose of it. We are to study the, the Word of God, to study the Word of God, to know the Word of God. I want to be like the children of Issachar who knew the times and seasons, and they knew what Israel ought to be doing. I can tell you right now that that, and I didn't know this until last year when I was up here preaching and I got really inspired and I was going, going, I was revved up and going and I said something like, I, I, God has made me a herald to this generation. I, I'm like, oh, did I say that? You know, you know, but it is true. It is true. And it is true. God had to bring it out before and then I couldn't deny it. It is true. Why am I saying that? Because, because things are happening in such a way that God is saying the signs are, are evident to those who are sons and daughters of the day. Those who are sons and daughters of light. The signs are evident that something is about to happen. Something is about to happen. So Paul admonishes us in, in Ephesians 5.8. In Ephesians 5.8, he says, For you were once darkness. Now, notice what Paul says. You know, I mean, you have the nerve to what, Paul? He says, yep, you were darkness. Not you were in the darkness. You were darkness. You know, For you were once darkness, but now. Can you say it with me, but now? Come on, say it with faith, but now. You are light in the Lord. Say, I am light in the Lord. Come on, walk. Then he, he, he admonishes us. Walk as children of light. So he says, if you are light in the Lord, then walk like it. So you have to make some decisions if you're going to walk like it. You must make some decisions. I, I got up this morning. I didn't want to get up because we had sprung for it. 
daylight savings time. I didn't want to get up, but I got up because I made a decision a long time ago when Sunday morning comes. I'm going to, to find myself somewhere worshiping God. It has to be something really dire to find me not worshiping God. A number of years ago, I, our son is sitting here with his mom. And um, uh, a number of years ago, we were, many, many years ago, we were taking a vacation. And it was one of those, when the children were growing up, we would take vacations from time to time. But after they left, we don't even take vacations anymore. Or so rare, it's like hen's teeth, they say. But he said, it was Sunday morning, and we were in the hotel. It was resting, and he said, Dad, he said, are we going to church? I said, no. He said, it doesn't feel right to me. He said, the next time we're on vacation, can we go to church on Sunday? And so the pastor said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Paul says, Paul says, and let, let me hurry here. Paul says in um, 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 5, verse 5, you are all sons of the light and sons of the day. We, we are um, not of the night nor of the darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others, as others do, as others sleep, but let us watch and be sober. So I think Paul is saying something here that we need to understand. There are some believers who are very, what we call, lethargic, very drowsy. They're not interested. They're not energetic in their Christian faith. They are, they are slumbering while they're walking. And he says, for those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. Now, what he says is that there are people, there are people who are asleep. There are worldly people who are asleep. There are worldly people who are in the night. They're acting like they're drunkards. That is, everything is going on around them. They think everything is cool. Everything is good. He says, but let us who are of the day be sober. Let's not be like the drunkards. Let's not be like worldly people. And I've, I've, I have instructed you time and time again, stop following Worldly people who don't know God, don't know the truth, don't know what Israel or the church ought to be doing, and you are following them. I'm not telling you to not follow the engineer at work. I'm not, trying to, I'm not saying, I'm speaking off spiritually. Don't stop letting them give you your spiritual direction. And I'm talking to those of you online. Stop that. Stop that. It's a shame. It's shameful that people of light follow people who are living in darkness. It is shameful that those who see are following those who can't see. Help us, Jesus. Then this is what Paul says. Those who get drunk are drunk at night. And they're drunk at night. They're drunk in the dark. Eight, verse 8. But let us who are of the day be sober. Now listen to what he says putting on the breastplate of faith, breastplate of righteousness, so breastplate of faith, and love. So you're going to need faith and love as a person of the day to endure the things of the night. And, he's not done, and, what Brother James says, if I'm not dead, he's not done. Here Paul says, he's, he's not done, and for us, as a helmet, the hope of salvation. So then, now, now listen, this does not mean 
that, uh, oh, I just want to be saved. I want to be saved. No, no, this doesn't mean that salvation. It means God wants to save us from and is going to save us from the wrath to come. You and I will never endure the wrath to come. Now, we do endure tribulation, but not the wrath to come. Not the wrath to come, all right? It says, for God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. And so what, what Paul is saying is that God is going to come back for those Christians who are awake and those Christians who are asleep. Yeah. And so I always thought that that meant he's coming back for the dead ones. He already has the dead ones there, those who died in their bodies. He already has them there. But this is what he's going to do. He's going to come back for those who are are really doing well. And as uh, Reverend Max preached this morning, but there are some who are not doing very well, and they have no crowns. They have no crowns. He's going to bring those two. He's going to get, but you you can now escape this spiritual lethargy, drowsiness. You can escape that by making a decision today that I will not, I will not be drowsy. I will not be lethargic. I will not be as a person without energy. I will not be a person who does not pursue God. I will not. In Jesus' name, I'll be back in a moment.